Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our Lexi for today is Sikoti, Sikoti, or liver. Without a working Sikoti, a human cannot live. Medical News recommends these top superfoods to detox and maintain a healthy liver. Turmeric, garlic, walnuts, and olive oil. If you're considering the olive oil, please check out Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil from the Peloponnese, Greece, and found at kefilife.shop. Sikoti, keep yours clean with the right foods. Eleolado, olive oil, has been celebrated in the civilized world for millennia, nearly eternal. The oil of this fruit has been more than just food to the cultures of the Mediterranean region. It's been medicinal, ceremonial, sacramental, and the foundation of great wealth and power. It is safe to say that olive oil is the ethos, the essence of Greek culinary culture. Today, the priceless and life-giving ingredients of this liquid gold can be delivered to you when you purchase your premium bottle of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil from the region my parents were born, the Peloponnese. The coveted Koroneki olive is extensively cultivated here in the southern part of Greece, which offers the unique microclimate needed to grow a fruit netting the utmost nutrient value for extra virgin olive oil. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, a boundless amount of value, high in antioxidants with anti-inflammatory properties linked to good mood and improved mental health. Get your bottle of wellness today when you visit kefilife.shop. It's the Kefi Life Podcast, proud to have hit 5,000 plus downloads with followers around the world seeking vitality, wellness, and kefi. Let's give it to you today. I'm your hostess, Kiki Vale, joined by Mary Bucalaris. Mary and I had the fortuitous opportunity to see one another at a recent farmer's market. And indeed, like-minded people think alike. And Mary and I are similar thinking with food, preventing disease, and feeling great. We both want to share this with the world. So Mary, I'm very happy that I bumped into you last month. So am I. It was really good to see you. And um, so you're you're more than just like selecting fruits and vegetables. You're a consultant of sorts, helping others live a balanced life through food. And you're, I, I'd love for the, the group here that are, is listening to get to know you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I grew up in the suburbs of Detroit in Michigan. I have uh, four sisters and a brother, so we had a really big family. And my mom and dad were both from big families. They were first generation born in America. So we ate a little bit differently than everybody else. Uh, very Mediterranean, very Middle Eastern, very much food that the, you know, our friends and classmates would be like, ooh, what are you eating? <laughs> And everything was homemade. Everything was homemade. There was not a chips ahoy in our fam- in our house. It was usually baklava, or my mom would sometimes make you know chocolate chip cookies, but she'd make a four x batch of them because we had so many kids, and then all of our friends loved my mom's cooking. And then I found myself wondering when I moved to the suburbs of Chicago, I my kids would request just this crazy processed food because all the other kids around them was, were eating it. 
And it drove me nuts. And then I would take them to the grocery store and we'd look at the ingredients and then I'd say, write it down. And then I, you know, look it up and you'd be horrified at all the chemicals and everything like that. So I just wanted to connect family, food, love, and just great nutrition all in one. So I just did it within my family. And then people would always ask me about recipes and this and that, and where did you get this? And why don't you eat this? And so I just started a little bit of a little business, I guess. And it's called Maria Sophia Naturally Homemade. And I really just try to connect people to the power that their own body has by what you put into it. And I'm not saying go crazy, crazy and only drink green juice and, you know, eat protein, not eat protein. You can do it in a pretty balanced way and you can still go out to dinner and be social, but you just know the right choices to make. And it's interesting because uh, as a certified, I graduated in a program called Integrative Nutrition. Yeah. And if you're familiar with it, they talk to you or teach you about the 80-20 rule. So if you 80% of the time can eat food that fuels you and is nutritious, then um, you're pretty much winning at the game of health. So talk to us about like when I saw you, now we both um, live in the same Western suburb of Chicago and I saw you at the farmer's market. It was really invigorating and and rejuvenating because I saw you selecting produce and like, wow, you only had like two or three pieces. And I said, Mary, what are you doing? And you were preparing a meal for a family. Yes. So tell me that aspect of what you do. Well, a lot of times what I do is people, if I cater something for someone for a party or I'll do... um, meals for people and they'll say, well, can you put out a two week menu or can, I'm like, no, because what if I go to the grocery store, I go to the market or wherever I'm going and it's just awful. The asparagus are no good. The, and then I have to change gears. So I just usually buy um, in a European style, as my mother used to say, she used to, it used to drive her nuts that I would go to a market every single day, but we have the luxury that things are pretty close here. It's not like you're driving or walking that far away. And just buy what looks good. So I can't even remember. What was I buying? Acorn squash? I can't remember what it was. Eggplant. I was buying eggplant. Right, right, right. right. So I was buying eggplant. And there's so many things to do with eggplant. Um, <laughs> so I just, it, you know, switched gears and, you know, sent a text to whoever I was cooking for that night and said, do you guys want to do this instead of that or whatever? And it's, um, and I try to keep things really simple. I don't use a thousand different ingredients. And I really try to use only things that um, will keep your, the inf- inflammation within your body down because we all are fighting something. We're all fighting a virus, a toxin, a predisposed position of our cells and our body that we inherited from our forefathers. And if you can keep the inflammation down, you really can get more control over your health from your blood to your cells, to your everyday functioning of your life. And seasonal produce really has a lot to do with keeping that inflammation down and selecting the correct produce, which I do want to ask you about seasonal produce and how you select it. But firstly, uh, I, want to, I want to mention, because I'm so intrigued by this, that the different types of eggplant will offer different tastes to foods. Like for example, briami, which is a Mediterranean vegetable dish. It's like a ratatouille. Yes. Um, English uh, eggplant, no, Chinese eggplant uh, yes. is sweeter and tastes better than a oh, regular yes. big fat one. I didn't yes. know that until recently. Oh, the the lavender skin is so much better. And then the seed quality with inside is, is so much better also. And it doesn't, uh, you know, the big fat, dark purple eggplant that everyone's used to is that 
gives off so much moisture and sometimes can wreck the recipe. And then a lot of times the skin is so tough. But the Chinese eggplant, I love. I have six of them in my refrigerator right now getting to cook something tomorrow with those. But those are really, really good. And they're really hearty. And eggplant can replace the meat in your um, meal. Like the other day I made on Instagram, you can see my post, I did eggplant bacon. And it was delicious. Seriously. Okay, really quickly, what is your Instagram? My Instagram is at Maria Sophia underscore B-U-C-H. And that's... M-A-R-I-A-S-O-F-I-A underscore B-U-C-H. Fantastic. Okay, so let's talk now about seasonal produce because a lot of times we'll go to the store, some of us who were novices, I don't consider myself a novice, but I don't consider myself an expert either. But if I go to the store, like right now we're in the month of October and I know that there are certain fruits and vegetables, like fruits, I know berries are really in season right now. Um, I'm not really familiar with which... Uh, vegetables are, but I, it, they're just going to taste better if they're in season. Oh, yes. I mean, they'll be, because, you know, if you're getting an asparagus now, that thing's going to be really tough and you're going <laughs> to, not, it's not going to be that great. And people, I think we need to go back to when we were little kids. Like I just posted, it's the most wonderful time of the year on Instagram and a story today about pomegranates. Well, you can't decide you want to buy a pomegranate six or seven months ago, because maybe if they've imported them from a different hemisphere, we might be all right. But they're succulent, beautiful. I mean, they're great. They're awesome right now. So I think we need to go back to that seasonality. I mean, you know, Chile and South America help us a lot with grapes and nectarines in the winter, but still it's not the same as getting them from California and Georgia, I don't think. I mean, it's just, it's not the same. Pretty close, but not the same. But, you know, right now, obviously you're going to do the sweet potatoes, uh, all different kinds of white potatoes, the squashes. Um, let's see what else. The other day I bought some green beans that were still really good. I mean, we're lucky because I think the weather's been still pretty warm, even in the upper Midwest. That in another three or four weeks, then it'll we'll bunker down and go. Okay, we're gonna have potatoes and squash. That's about it. <laughs> but squash are pretty good for you. We, my husband and I, just got back from um, the Middle East. We were in Israel, and pomegranates were extremely popular. Yes. Pomegranates and actually pomegranates in the Greek culture um, have to do with fertility and it's hospitality and good health and good warming when you go to a home. But pomegranates um, are absolutely delicious. And there are a couple of videos out there that teach you how to cut them instead of buying yes. them pre-cut. Do, do, yeah, do it. Always do it under water in a big bowl or else you're going to have pomegranate tie-dye on whatever you're wearing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ooh. Okay, let's talk a little bit about, all right, and by the way, I was in Italy as well, and I just have to mention this to you. I always think of you with Italy, uh, Maria Sofia. Um, the pizza over there is so much different, Mary. Oh God, it's delicious. Oh, I know. When I'm in Europe, I do, when I'm in America, I do not eat gluten unless I know it's from imported flour because I don't want the GMO. I don't want the glyphosate. I don't want any of that. I don't want the Roundup. It just physically hurt, used to hurt my stomach. I'm not celiac, but I just, when I cut out American flour, fine. But when I'm in Europe, I don't overindulge, but I do have pasta and pizza there and I'm fine. I noticed when we were in Italy, we were on the Malfi Coast and I noticed that, I well, first of all, in America, I normally don't eat breads and pizzas mm-hmm. and pastas. I just don't eat them because they feel heavy and they don't mm-hmm. feel right in my stomach. When I was over there, I was eating bread and pizza almost every day. Didn't gain a pound. Didn't gain a pound. It tasted delicious. I'm like, wow, what is the difference here? So talk to me because I'm not familiar with all these fancy terms that you just used about the 
these little technical chemical What is going on with our food? It's crazy. All right, they keep, I mean, it's between a rock and a hard place. We've got to feed so many people. The only way we can feed so many people is try to genetically modify it. So then it's, it gives you a barrier between you and the insects and your crops aren't going to get eaten. You're going to have a higher yield. But then they've even gone as far as with the wheat here, they put the Roundup on the GMO in order to cut it at the end because they don't have to sharpen the blades as much on their machinery. Because if you cut a dried out stalk versus a green stalk, it uses more power of your blade. So it, they grow with it, they spray it till it dies, then they grind it up and then you're eating it and it's terrible. And it's, it, it's, it, and there's flour and everything as you know, I mean, I know just from going gluten-free, the things that you can eat and you not, can't eat. And it's so, so over-processed. And then they add all these crazy additives, which sound like they're vitamins and supplements, but we should not be going anywhere near them. What, what is In a, Europe, they don't do that. What is a Roundup? Roundup is a weed killer, oh. which is shown, it is, has shown that it causes cancer. Oh, God. Which is terrible, but it also inflames your body because your body is like, what is, why am I getting this? Why am I eating this every day when I eat my piece of toast or my sandwich or my bagel or your kids eat crackers and chips and all that stuff? But it's um, more intense, and it's like when my kids were little, they said, Mom, why do we always have to eat organic? Mom, why do we have, Why are we going all the way to this market or whatever? I said, because when I was a little kid, I didn't. You, Grandma never had to worry about all of these additives that were put in things. And, you know, I used to drive to the north side of Chicago to get bread or to get flour or whatever because it was coming from the Middle East or from Italy or Israel or something, which is just so much cleaner eating. I'm I mean, so proud of you that you did that years ago, because I've known you since our children were in uh, elementary school. And I was wondering how you stayed in such good shape. I recently started to change and modify my diet, but you've always, now I know why, because you were eating clean. Yes. I mean, I was just, I just grew up that way. And when I didn't eat clean and when I went to college, I was like 15, 20 pounds heavier. I was so tired. I didn't have the energy and I have so much energy now. And it works for my body. You know, everybody is different. Mm-hmm. And and um, it it just really works for me. And it works for my kids. It works for my family. And I let everybody do what they want to do. But a lot of them like the way I cook. <laughs> I'm sure it's delicious. I need to, um, like, have you cater a meal for us? So, Mary, when I saw you at the farmer's market, um, I asked you what you were doing. And you told me you were preparing a meal for somebody. And we started to talk about disease and food. And that's really the primary reason I wanted to invite you here is to talk about foods that someone should avoid um, to not get cancer and liquids that we shouldn't drink, et cetera. Let's get into that conversation of food and preventing disease. Are there okay. foods that we should avoid? And do you believe in this uh, whole Hipp- Hippocrates said, "Let f- medicine be your f- let food be your medicine, and medicine be your food." I totally agree with that. Um, the all you have to do is everything you pick up that you even think might be um, healthy. If you look at the label, and then you just sometimes even just. Do it three or four items and just click pictures, even if you're not buying it, and then go home and Google each item that they put in, something that's supposed to be healthy. You'll be, you'll be really horrified at the stuff that's going in the body. And everyone says, oh, it's only 1% of the ketchup or it's only this, that. But, but then it's 1% of the ketchup and then the meat's got this in it and everything. And you all add it all up and you keep doing it day after day after day after day. And you're like, wait, 
my body can't rid myself of the citric acid and the sodium chloride and all these GMO products. If I'm not eating to rid my body of that, then where is it all going? Well, it's going into your liver, it's going into your kidney, it's going into your blood, it's going into your arteries, it's adding to your autoimmune diseases that so many people have, and it's giving you brain fog. That's a huge one, especially for women uh, once you hit 40, 45, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot that, I forgot that, I forgot that. So you can control a lot. I am not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I, this is just by trial and error and listening to people. And every day I probably read an hour and a half, two hours of different reports. I listen to a lot of stuff that comes out of Australia, Israel, Europe, obviously, China, Japan. I'm really into um, the blue zone and listening to how the people live so long in all, you know, areas in Japan, areas in Italy, areas in Greece. A lot of it has to do with their socialization with people, but a lot of it has to do with walking, talking, and eating. Pretty basic. And, um, but America has put so many terrible things. There's so many oils that are so inflammatory. The only oils that are not inflammatory are olive oil, which Kiki knows. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Check it out, kefilife.shop. <laughs> and with the, and she uses the best olives in there, and it's it's great for your body. Uh, avocado oil, if you want to cook at a higher um, heat. And then if you're baking, you can use coconut oil. But you've got to use them all in moderation. You know, a bottle of olive oil, how Americans use it versus how Europeans use it or Middle Eastern people use it, is we put way too much oil on everything. That's why if you have a good olive oil, you need a little bit, the flavor's there, and and it it goes a long way. But what America has done with sunflower, safflower oil, corn oil, um, canola oil, those are so inflammatory on your body. It's terrible for your organs, for your blood, for the the, uh, hydration of this in the cellular level in your body. It's terrible. It clogs up your liver. And when your liver is clogged up, nothing's going to go, go through. You're not going to heal any of your problems you have from your brain down to your toes. So if you eat, use the clean oils, it really will make a big difference. And re, in moderation, moderation, moderation. And then plenty of fruits, vegetables, all that kind of stuff. And we hear that, and I'm, I'm hearing this over and over, and it's so Basic in Greek, we call it nero. Nero is water, agua. Yes. Water is underestimated. And actually, I just started to do this. You're supposed to have at least 10 to 11 ounces of water first thing when you wake up in the morning. With I, I squeeze a lemon in it, lukewarm water, and drink that every day before I even brush my teeth. And that will get your liver cleansed out, it'll kick in your kidneys, your pancreas. It'll get all your organs what they want to do. It's almost like giving them a bath and getting them ready for the day. And then be very light in, if any, oils or proteins before noon. I eat only uh, fruits and maybe a little bit of vegetables till about noon. Eat a green juice, have a smoothie, have an apple. I mean, Why is that? Because then you're going to get your liver really kicked in. And if your liver's in good shape, it makes everything better. Your whites of your eyes, your 
teeth, your bones, the hydration in your cells, the energy level you have, your sleeping habits. It gets your rhythm in your body. It eases you in. Let's talk about the significance. We have about four minutes left. This is going fast. I want to hit some bullet points here because you are an expert of sorts with all the reading you do, the experience, the cooking and all that. The extreme significance of greens. Oh, I mean, greens are great. It will take away, number one, the first thing you'll notice if you constantly are eating greens or you drink a green juice. I drink celery juice almost every morning. Celery is not a vegetable, it's an herb. So it's very medicinal. Hydrates your cells, takes away cravings. When you put more greens in your body, you will have less aches and pains because the inflammation will go down. And it, especially in women, it will take away a lot of cravings. You won't at three o'clock in the afternoon want to have a cookie. You won't want to have a piece of chocolate after you eat dinner. You won't, um, your, your temptations will not be there because you're giving your body what it needs. You're, you're giving the, the nutrition, you're giving it to your blood, your brain, everything, your heart. These are things that I, I, I eat greens, but I do it because I, I want the fiber, which, and I just recently learned that, and this is silly, but some vegetables have protein in them. Oh yeah, because I don't even, I'm, I, I'll eat like a little bit of chicken, a little bit of turkey or something. You know, if I go out to dinner or something mm-hmm. or some fish, mm-hmm. I go days and days without eating any animal protein. And I still have enough protein in me. The myth that people need 30, 40, 50, 60 grams of protein a day is a myth. There's no other country that does that. There's no blue zone where people live to 100 and some that would ever even think about that. Speaking of the blue zones, I was in Icaria. I went there for a week. Oh, wow. Let me tell you, Mary, it is beautiful. It's rugged. It's natural. They don't wear a watch. It's it's classic. The food, they use a lot of fennel. Yes. They use a lot of fennel. For your gut health. For your gut health, they love honey. Their honey, I forget mm-hmm. the name of it now. I'm just having a moment. I'm having fog. Um, but they have this special honey. And um, it, it's just it's just tremendous. Uh, but what was I going to tell you about Icaria? Uh, you felt young there because the I average did. age is like 89 or something. It's I like did. Crazy I did. Thing. And you see people, you see people like, for example, I would see a man and a woman, like probably 80 plus, maybe 90, carrying their groceries, walking up a hill. Yes. Vibrantly. Yes. And I'm like, I got to come here more often. I got to just plant myself it here. Is. It is. Longevity, as they've discovered, is weight bearing, carrying your groceries. And a big part in Japan, they've learned from that, the, um, those auctionarians, that sitting down on the floor to eat and getting up. Because think once you get to like 56 years old, you're like, oh, my knees hurt. Those people do it till they're 102, 103, 107. Those basic, simple things, Mary, those basic, simple things. We need to do like a series of episodes talking about the little tips and tricks that will help us. And they're not tricks. They're actually factual. Yes. There, there's, but there's so many studies. I mean, a scientist at a great university in America won't study it because it's kind of boring. But <laughs> in other parts of the world, they do. <laughs> Quickly, tell me what your day looks like with nutrition and movement. I move a lot. Like I'm like, I'm not hyper, but I just move a lot. Like I, I um carry things. I, If I'm bringing groceries in, I'll do one bag at a time just so that I'm getting more steps and I'm going up and down the stairs in the garage more. You know, if I have time, if I don't have time, whatever. I start with the lukewarm water with a lemon in it. And then about a half an hour later, I try to always have a celery juice if I'm at home 
which is a stock of organic celery in the juicer. And then I wait a little bit and I'll eat. And in between, I'll have a banana, an apple, an orange. I probably eat six or seven pieces of fruit a day at least. Um, and then uh, if I have time, I'll do a detoxification smoothie, which is um, fruit and some other supplements in there, which you can probably get it on my Instagram. It's, there's, it's a whole slew of stuff. And then I'll do a salad. Like I had a salad with pumpkin seeds on top of it today for lunch with steamed green beans and dill. I eat a ton of herbs. Like when we were little, we grew up, my mother would buy bushels of parsley. We parsley, dill. I don't know if my mom knew what cilantro was. I eat a lot of cilantro. Cilantro is great to um, detoxify the heavy metals out of your system, which you get in everyday life from everything from what you eat to prescriptions you take from going through the TSA at an airport to get all that stuff out. Cilantro grabs that and gets it out of your body. Um, And then I'll eat, you know, if I'm out to dinner, I'll have some fish and some vegetables and... um, I'll eat some certain, some breads like with um, sprouted wheat in them. And I have all, kind, look at my Instagram. You can see all the desserts I make that are vegan and gluten-free and no sugar. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. So how do you keep your brain stimulated? Because I we always talk about Kefi Life, mind, body, soul. Yes. Um, well, I think that you have to, I always read, I do puzzles. I talk to people. My husband says, um, that I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> we have that in common. <laughs> um, try to be present in whatever you do, which in this day and age is hard to do. And I just always like to learn things. Like my kids are always like, oh my gosh, she's Googling again. Because just if I see anything, I just want to know how it works, where it came from, where it's going. Curious, I guess, keep your curiosity up. Makes sense to me. I love it. So Maria Sofia is your naturally homemade business and you are a fantastic chef. What are your hopes and dreams for your business? Hopes and dreams for my business. I love sitting and being present and talking to people and learning things. It it opens the door for everything. It opens the door for yourself. It opens the door for who you're talking to. It expands everyone's horizons and it always makes the future look brighter. Outstanding. You've inspired me. Mary Bucolaris, you've been a very special guest. I ask all my special guests this question and you answer it. In my life, I've learned that. Well, similar to what I just said, it's, I mean, I have so many things because my dad, my mom taught me so many things, um, is to be present and never, never think, why am I stopping to talk to this person? Why did, why am I going out of my way? Because that person will remember it. You will remember it. You will may not affect your life or their life. It might affect somebody that's walking by and hearing you, what you say. Taking the time with people will always, always pay off. Fabulous. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your week and we'll see you again soon. Thank you so much. I had a great time speaking with you. Oh, me as well. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, cala. This hola, cala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus, ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. If you want to be hola, cala in your day-to-day living, it's of utmost importance to fuel your body with food that nourishes. As I grow in love with cooking and food, I've discovered that vegetables are the secret sauce to good health. Here are some veggies that pack punch with protein. 
edamame, lentils, black beans, chickpeas, peas, peanuts, potatoes, spinach, sweet potatoes, and broccoli, to name a few. Let's get Olakala all as well with one or all of these spuds. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com, at kefilife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.